Hey there, Greybeardians. Welcome back and thanks for joining me for the season four premiere of Cybersecurity Greybeard, the podcast that helps students, early professionals, and retrainees learn, grow, and advance in the cybersecurity profession. I'm going to go ahead and put out 10 new episodes over the summer months. Those are the North Hemisphere Southern months for my Southern Hemisphere friends. Uh, it'll be the winter out there, and I hope it's not too cold down in Australia. I have a couple of specials that I'm going to release as well. I know of a couple already, and there may be others. I'm always looking for other conferences, and I like to put those out really to show real-world experiences and talks that I give. If you do have suggested topics, reach out. I do already have 10 listed, but I'm more than happy to either, A, go longer. Maybe we have 12 episodes in Season 4, or I could always boot one of mine and put in one of yours. Definitely send your questions to cybergraybeard at gmail.com. I'd love to hear your questions, comments, episode recommendations. I've helped a number of you over the years. I've reviewed resumes. I've had actually one-on-one video conferences with some listeners. And I do mean it sincerely. I am here to help. This is not about revenue generating for myself. I actually am going to be donating anything I make this season to my mentee, Josh, that I'll talk about here momentarily. Just before I get to that, though, know that you can reach out at any time. More than happy to reply to the emails that I get at cybergraybeard at gmail.com. In this episode, the first one of the season, I'm going to go ahead and talk about how to start a new job in cybersecurity. I've discussed before about finding a job, and yes, I did follow that method. I was fortunate in this case where I actually was recruited by a former boss, and he hired me. It was very easy to find this job. However, I was interviewing with three other firms, and I got pretty deep with one of them. I ended up joining the firm that I'm at now because of a number of reasons, and that's really what I want to talk about. Even when you're at my level, it's not easy starting over. It's not easy going to a new firm, and I want to go ahead and talk about that. So again, whether you're just coming out of college, whether it's your first job or your third job or your 15th job, I'm going to just go ahead and let folks know about some of my lessons learned on what it's like to start a new cybersecurity job. And again, I'm going to focus on cybersecurity because that's what we do here at Cybersecurity Graybeard. However, these words of advice and these experiences apply to anybody anywhere with any job. Don't feel like you need to be in cybersecurity to gain anything out of this episode or many of my other ones. Before I get started, I do want to talk about Josh. He is a mentee of mine and he's trying to relocate to Canada to study cybersecurity. Josh lives in Africa and he does not have the infrastructure to support what he wants to do. I've known and communicated with Josh for over six months. We actually met on LinkedIn after I was leaving my last job. He was very kind and supportive, uh, very understanding about my situation and the stance that I took that led to my ouster, if you will. And I want to return the favor by helping him raise money for his relocation. I have a Give, Send, Go program up there. It is a site that I'm going to put in the notes. You can get the link there or you can just go ahead and search for Fund an International Cybersecurity Student or click again on the links under the episode notes at givesendgo.com. And people have said to me before, hey, Greybeard, how can I give you a few dollars? You've helped me out. I appreciate it. I didn't want your money then. I don't want your money now. I do want us all to help Josh. $3, $5, $7, whatever you can do, it all adds up. I have about 400 regular listeners, and if everybody gave $5, that would get Josh very close to his goal. So please help out. Now, back to the topic of the day, starting a new cybersecurity job. It's tough. It's hard. If you come from a place like I did where I was king of the mountain, if you will, and then you go to the bottom of the hill and you got to start over and push your way back up, 
It's hard. There's a lot to learn. It's scary. Can I do this? Why did they hire me? I, I got to start over. Why? What am I doing? Should I have stayed where I was? Maybe I make a little bit more money, but the stress, is this going to work out? Did I make a huge mistake? All of these feelings that you're experiencing or that you will experience are normal. It's hard. It's scary. It's stressful. It's like the first day at a new school. You may, if you're lucky, know one or two people and that's it. We all were new at school sometime. Even if you went to the same grade from preschool through college, you were the same people, very unlikely, you still had to start in preschool. Most likely had to start again in kindergarten. There was a point in my life, grades four, five, and six, I went to five different schools. I had to keep meeting new people and starting over. I will admit, having to do that, five grades in two years, that is a tough thing to do. It was actually five schools, not five grades. It was five schools over a two-year period. It was hard, and it probably made me a lot of who I am today, being outgoing and not being too timid about starting something new. But again, I'm 50. I've been working for 30 years, and it was not easy leaving the last job and coming to the new one. It's challenging. I will say this, that there's not a lot in life that's worthwhile that comes easy. If it's easy, there's not a lot in it for you. You want to struggle, you want to grow, you want to change, and you need that with a challenge. Understand that beginning a new job is a challenge. It is a state of change. Grow from it. Prosper from it. You made the change for a reason. Another thing that happens when you go to a new organization, and I actually learned this from a friend of mine. I was explaining this podcast to her, and she said, yeah, you have to rebuild trust. I didn't even think of it. I added it to the episode because she's right, and that's why it's up here early in the list. People don't know you, and you may be king of the mountain. Like I said, you may know a lot. You may have just graduated number one in your class in college. You have this great cybersecurity degree. You're the new kid on the block. You believe in yourself. They don't know you. You have to earn their trust. You may be coming from a huge firm like a Microsoft or a Cisco or an IBM, and now you're working for a smaller company, which is pretty much exactly what I did. You can't just sit back and say, well, I worked at Cisco. I know everything. No, they don't know you. You're one of thousands or tens of thousands, or in my case, hundreds of thousands at a firm. And the people in this new place, they may know the name of that company, but they don't know you. You need to rebuild trust, create trust, and make a new name for yourself. I talked about change being good, this is how we grow, and it's important to realize that if we are comfortable, there is no growth. From birth, it is hard. It is hard to escape the womb and to become your own self and to grow and to move forward. And when you're in a job, it is the same thing. You're making a name for yourself. It's uncomfortable. Growing is uncomfortable, and we need that. I have a friend, a very close friend, who has been at the same job for 30 years. He won't move. He's comfortable. He's complacent. He makes enough money. He enjoys it. He sees no benefit. And that's fine. That's good for him. For me, and I think for many of you, we want the struggle. We want to grow. And we just have to realize that in doing that, it's going to be uncomfortable. There will be fear and stress and anxiety. And that's natural and normal. We need to understand that. We need to come to terms with it, accept it, and then move on. And as you are in the new role for a short period of time, you're going to become more comfortable. And then as the months pass, you will become just as comfortable as you were in the previous organization or if you're coming out of school, how comfortable you were there. Think about when you were a freshman and how great that was in the beginning because, hey, you're no longer an eighth grader or you're a freshman in college and you're no longer in high school. Great. But you still now are the new kid on the block and you're the low totem pole. You're the freshman and the sophomore juniors and seniors are looking at you. It is the same type of thing in the professional world. 
Again, you need to make a name for yourself. You need to grow trust. And the next piece I want to talk about, there's a lot of facets here that you need to deal with. First thing is the people. You need to learn about your manager. What does that person want? How does that person communicate? That person's manager, your second level boss. You need to know about your immediate peers. Do they see you as a threat? Are they there to help you? There are some that will help you and will want to help you. And then there's others that are going to say, hey, go figure it out for yourself. I actually had this happen to me. I asked a question in a Slack channel and I said ABC and they came back and one of the guys goes, figure it out. You need to go earn your paycheck. Now, I don't agree with that style because now the company has to pay me time to go learn what he already knows. And I just realized, you know what? I'm meeting new people. I'm learning about new people. This person is an immediate peer of mine. I'm just not going to go ask him questions. And I'm not really going to go out of my way to help him too much either because I don't really want to have to deal with that. I'll get into dealing with difficult people in a little while. But again, there's numerous facets. You have the people. And the next is the organization. How's the organization laid out? How do you communicate with the IT group? How about finance, marketing, human resources? There's the development teams, the delivery teams, operations. Who do you work with? How do you work with them? Do you have to open trouble tickets? Can you communicate over an instant messaging tool? Do you pick up the phone? What are the processes? How does the organization lay out? What do you need to stay away from? How does HR work? Are there different parts of HR? You usually have the recruiters, then you have the folks that deal with discipline, and then you have the people that are into training. Sometimes HR runs payroll, sometimes finance runs payroll. These are facets that you have to learn about as well. Who do you need to communicate with? Again, how do you communicate with them? What to stay away from? Who to stay away from? And who do you need? What I've learned is you need HR and you need finance. And you also don't want to upset them. You don't really want to upset anybody. But when you're going to a new organization, be a bit timid, if you will. I certainly am around HR and finance. You don't want to be too rough. These are folks that we need to help us, whether it's to get paid, whether it's to learn about our sick time or our PTO, how do we do expenses, if that's a part of your role. Work well with others and realize that it's going to take a while to learn about the organization. I'll give you a good example. The company that I just joined, we have a big marketing team and there are different people that do different things. Some people in marketing get you the swag, the shirts and the pens. Other people in marketing are responsible for the conferences and the shows that we do. Others are responsible for product marketing where I need literature that shows the features and benefits of the product. I can't just say I need to go to marketing. I need to know who in marketing and what department. It's going to be the same thing where you are. Again, realize that you have to learn about the people, the organization, and the processes. Who do I work with? How do I work with them? What are the tools? An expense report, a timesheet. How do I deal with IT? What tools am I allowed to put on my laptop? What am I not allowed to put on my laptop? What is the PTO policy? First time I took PTO at my new company, I thought I sent an email to my boss, but apparently I didn't. Our policy is you send a meeting invitation to the entire team They all have it on their calendars, and we all know who's taking time off. And I have to log into a tool for HR to see it as well. Figured out, but these are things that in the old organization, I knew exactly what to do for time off. It's a little thing to some people. To others, it's a big deal because you don't want to upset your manager. You don't want to upset HR. You don't want it to look like you're taking advantage and you're just not working or recording your PTO. These are things that can become an issue. Again, know about the process is another one, and this is stunning. A lot of people don't even realize about their pay. Are you paid twice a month or are you paid every other week? The difference in that is are you paid 24 times a year or 26 times a year? Or are you only paid monthly? There's some organizations that do that. 
How much do you get paid? Are there bonuses? Are there commissions? Is there an allotment for phone and for home office equipment? I didn't even know that. When I got my first paycheck, I had an extra bit of money in there for uh, an allowance. I asked my boss about it and he goes, oh, well, we cover your phone and we cover your laptop and we cover your power and your internet and all this. I'm like, oh, great. I'm going to get an extra little bit of money every month. And then it turns out, no, I get it every paycheck. Well, that's great. I felt a little foolish. I probably should have known ahead of time, but you learn. And I realized, you know what? I don't know every question to ask. It's going to come and I'm going to figure it out. And I'm going to work with the people in the organization to help me figure it out. Those are the people, those are the processes, and then there's the technology. Again, I mentioned before, what can you put on your laptop? What can't you put on your laptop? What tools do you use? What's your instant messaging? Do you use Microsoft Teams? Do you use Splunk? Do you use AOL? Do you use something else? How about email? Is it Gmail? Are you using Outlook? Is there something else? When I was at my last company, the email was so bad, I was happy to leave and go work with a company that actually used Outlook. That is the pristine tool. I love it. It's a big impact to my productivity. Ticketing systems. Do you use Jira? Do you use Confluence? Do you use ServiceNow? Salesforce? Remedy? Sherwell? What are the systems and how well do you know it? Learn about your company. What does your company do? This is really important. It doesn't really matter what your role is. Know what your company does. You want to be able to talk about it. And if you're in IT or if you're in security, do you work for a mining company, a finance company, and a healthcare company? Realize that you need to know about the business that you're in. It's not just about your job and your position and your role. When you start, go slow. And obviously, this is hard for me. As you can tell, as the episode goes on, I get faster and I get faster. For those of you that listened to my first special of the year, I sounded like a chipmunk at a part. I was going so fast, I could hardly understand it. I realize that we get excited, but we need to slow down. Don't try and prove yourself all in one day or even a week or a month. It will take time, and that's okay. Life is a journey. The job is a journey. You're not going to reach a destination because there is none. Listen to those around you. Fulfill your obligations. Find out what you're responsible for and make sure that you meet those goals. Ask for feedback regularly. Make sure you're on the right track. You may be thinking you're doing a great job. Meanwhile, your manager and peers are like, where is Graybeard? What is he doing? Why is he not on Slack? Why is he not doing this? Ask for feedback. Find out what's going on and make sure you're doing the right thing. Expect bumps along the way. My wife trained as an industrial engineer. She did project management and program management for a long time, and she taught me something that really pays dividends. When new teams begin, there is a four-stage process. They form, storm, norm, and perform. Form, you come together, you work, everything looks good, but then in the beginning, after a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months, and I started to feel this a little bit in my new job after four months, you start to storm and people start to clash and the new car smell has worn off of the new employee and you bump heads and you need to learn more about them and they about you. And it was all hunky-dory in the beginning when you were forming, but now you're storming. And then when you get through that, you start to normalize. You start to realize who you can talk to, who you should, who you shouldn't, what you should do. Now you've normalized. And then once you hit that normalization phase, you perform. This is absolutely normal. Expect it. It will occur. Understand it. Revel in it. Relish in it. And move on. With that said, realize that not everybody's going to like you and you're not going to like everyone, and that's okay. As I said a little while ago, there was a guy on my team who was actually assigned to be my mentor, and four months in, after he had done very little for me, he says, go figure it out yourself. 
To me, that's not mentorship. I realize that's that dude's style. Fine. He should not have been my mentor or anybody's. I'm just not going to work with him. I'll stay away from him. If I need him, I'll go to him. And that's it. And that's fine. I'm not going to like everybody and they're not all going to like me. Make sure that you're cordial and professional and limit the contact as best you can with those negative folks. Speaking of negative folks, there will always be unhappy people. Just because you're new at the company and you're happy and you have that new car smell, as I said, and you're excited and energetic, there are people there that are not happy for whatever reason. They don't believe in the product. They don't like management. They don't like the sales team. They don't like the product management team. They don't like HR. Whatever it is, they'll bitch. And not only that, there's just people in life that are unhappy. And you run into people like that. I had an employee many years ago. I liked him as a person. But he was miserable to be around. It didn't matter what it was. If it was sunny, he would find the cloud and the silver lining. And there are people like that. And you just have to realize it. Stay away. And if you can't stay away from them, take what they say with more than a grain of salt. The company is successful. You joined that firm for a reason. They hired you for a reason. There is positive in the organization. Find it. Hold on to it. Listen to the negative people. Take what they say with more than a grain of salt again. Listen to them. Understand that there are some issues out there and that's okay. And that leads into the next one. Be curious and ask questions. If they're negative, ask them why, what happened, and find out how long they've been there. If you have somebody full of bile after six weeks or even six months, there's probably a problem with that person. If you start hearing the same thing over and over from people, maybe that's something to be concerned with. But in the beginning, be curious, ask questions, investigate, help the new company see their ways through a new set of eyes where you have people that are unhappy and miserable, maybe it's because they've been doing it the same way and that's not working. You're new. It's one of the reasons why I really enjoy working with folks in their 20s and 30s because I'm in my 50s. And us folks in the 40s and 50s, we've been doing it our way and we're used to it. With the younger people coming in, the newer folks coming in, it's a different way of seeing it. And even again, at 50, with 30 years experience at my new company, they look to me and say, hey, Graybeard, how have you seen this elsewhere? What was this like at your last company? So make sure that you can have a better way to do things and add value. Share with the team, share with the organization if you have something of value to add. And don't be worried if they don't add what you're saying or they don't do it. That's not the point. The point is that you're there, you're to share, you're to help them grow, and then they'll take it or leave it and add value. That is why they hired you. Don't take it personal if they don't implement your changes. It's not about you. It's about the business. The next piece, be excited. It is a lot of fun to start a new job. Yes, it's scary and stressful and it creates anxiety, but it's also exciting. You get to make new friends. You learn new technology. If you're lucky, you'll make some more money. It's a critical time to grow and advance in your career. Utilize this time with a happy face and a positive attitude. Understand that over time, the sheen will wear off, like I said a moment ago, and that's okay. Enjoy it while it lasts. It's probably going to be between three and six months, and that's great. Then you get more into a comfortable stage, and you move forward, and you grow in your own way there. In today's world, there's going to be a several new starting a new job in your life. Use this opportunity to thrive. Not everybody is going to have 15 jobs in their career, and I wouldn't recommend that. This is not only about starting a new job with a new company. If you're going to move organizations within a large firm, that too is like starting a new job. If you're in the military and you do a permanent change of station, or if you work for a massive company and you move from internal ops to uh, security consulting, you know those types of things, you're going to have the same type of idea of starting a new job. You're going to have these same challenges and the more opportunity to thrive. And that's, again, what the podcast is about. 
Learn, grow, and advance, and starting a new job is a great way to do that. Realize that you started a new job for a reason. There are benefits that are coming from your new job. What we do now is the number one component in what we do next. When you're in high school, it is imperative to do well so you can go to college. When you're in college, it's imperative to do well because you're going to get a job and they're going to look at what you did in college. They're not going to care about what you did in high school. Just like when you have a job, they're going to care about this job for your next one. Yes, they'll go back and look a couple before, but for the most part, what you're doing now is what they will look at for what you do next. And focus on what you're doing now with an eye to the future. My eye to the future has to be revenue generating, client facing in the cybersecurity profession. That's exactly what I'm doing now. It's a shift. My previous job was on a consulting side. I didn't have the exact job I wanted. When I decided to leave that firm due to the COVID vaccine mandate and how they handled it, I now am in a role that I love and the rest of my career will be in this same type of job. And I do everything I can each day to be good and great at what I do so I can make sure that the next firm will put me in the same position and they'll be just as happy with me as hopefully the current company is. With that said, I'm gonna go ahead and conclude by telling you it is not easy to start a new job. It is exciting, it is beneficial, it's important, and it will happen. And hopefully this insight that I just provided will help. I appreciate you listening, and I look forward to the next episode. Have a great day.